You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hey, this is Colton. Hi, this is Jesslyn. And this is episode number... 10. The big 10 episode. The big one zero. It's this big is deal. our uh, holiday special. <laughs> yeah. Our first of many <laughs> for our US and Canadian listeners. <laughs> Although I feel like once this uh, gets released, it'll probably be past Christmas. So. so then Happy New Year, y'all. Yeah, Happy New Year. Um, yeah. So mm. it's been about a month since we last recorded. Yeah, you went away. Yeah, in Asia. Away. That was a... A gong show of a work trip, definitely. Um, yeah, it sounded like you almost died. Almost died. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but got sick, traveled a lot of places, suffering from jet lag. Are you still suffering from jet yeah, lag? Yeah, like waking up at three in the morning is not a oh, fun it's thing. Like the worst. It's weird. It's like going there, I don't experience any jet lag whatsoever. Coming back, I take gravel, I take like NyQuil, yeah. nothing. Nothing works. I'm always up at 3 a.m. and then... After Did you that. take something for that? Uh, melatonin, but you're not supposed to take melatonin for too long because it really like messes up with your circadian rhythm. So I think like a, a week is the longest you should be taking it. Did you take it? Yeah, I did. And I just thought because I was scared that like I'd be like dependent on... <laughs> It'll be an inception. You don't know if it's a dream or if it's like real life anymore. Yeah, totally. So what have you been up to? Nothing too much. How's the baby? Baby is good. Yes. Baby is big. So I know talking to you, you had just gone in to get your uh, diabetes test. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So we should just introduce okay. our guests. Now I feel like we've okay. just cut her out completely. So we told our guests to be we surprised we have a guest. Yeah. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. Um, we told her to be quiet until after our introductions, but this is the just the first time having now. a guest. I'm not sure, like, yeah. how we wanted to. Play I try not to stare at her because <laughs> if I stare at her, I'll talk to her. Um, okay, I didn't so. want to talk to her, so I was like, <laughs> yeah. let's just introduce her already. Okay, let's just fast forward to the introduction, and so, so this is Jesslyn's friend. I am really excited to introduce my friend. She's a decolonizing mom of two, sci-fi wifey. She's also artistic director um, and founder of Katara. A dancer, musician, martial artist, badass, awesome woman, my sister. She's also a community organizer, and she's just the best. She's a powerful female. She is. She's a supreme woman. This is Babette Santos. (laughs) Hi. Hi, welcome, Babette. Thank you for being a guest on our podcast. Our very first guest. You never forget your first, really. I feel big deal. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Okay, so before we go back to your your story, I just what does a decolonizing mom of two decolonizing mom of two? What does that mean? Uh, well, it has to do with recognizing that we have been under a colonial system. Right. And so what, examining what that is and how that it's affected our identity, understanding how colonialism has affected our parents' generation, yeah, yeah. even us here. Right. To here now in this time and uh, so and having children. And so it's like every step that I take kind of helps me kind of take off so many layers right. of colonial trauma. Yeah. So mm. that's kind of the idea of decolonizing on this path to getting back to like our 
true essence. Yeah, true, true <laughs> self. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Okay, uh, I have so many questions to ask you about that. Yeah, but me too. Sure. Jessalyn, maybe finish your diabetes. Because well, no, <laughs> I don't want to go off track. Sure. Yeah, I want to hear it too. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then in the morning, I had the diabetes test. Um, but oh. they make you, do you remember having to take that? It's like. I think it's optional. Oh, I did have it. Oh, but they made optional? me drink all the sweet yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they keep first. you hostage for like two and a half yeah. hours. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think I have to wait for results. Oh, yeah. That's results no. back. So they made you drink like. It's just basically whatever the syrup is for Orange Crush. Got it. Yeah, they just make Fanta. Yeah, Fanta. Oh yeah, just like uh, like a sixteen ounce of it, and they just watch you drink it. <laughs> and I was like, just taking a little sip because it was just like eh, it was just like making my lips pucker. It was so sour and sweet. It was nasty. I actually remember I had a nap. They let me have a room, and I like what? Well, I have a nap, but I was pregnant. Yeah, lucky. I know. I no one offered that to me. I know. Uh, one other thing too is um, Katara. I think that's another thing we had to maybe yeah. want to know. Oh, about no, Katara. Katara. Yeah, what's yes. Katara? So, yes, I'm the founder and artistic director of uh, Katara. And the whole name's Katara Indigenous Filipino Arts Collective. Cool. And yeah, we've been uh, performing in dance, theater, uh, martial arts with music, mm-hmm. and um, really exploring the Filipino Indigenous identity and um, also just exploring Indigenous identity as well alongside with the Coast Salish here. Oh, um, wow. We've been doing that for about 17 years wow. here in Vancouver. So what is um, is Katara's um, mission statement or vision statement is just to educate the society essentially on what Indigenous... Uh, exactly. You know, a lot of people don't even know that yeah. Filipinos have Indigenous uh, groups there, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so to let people know about uh, those kind of cultural arts that we have right. uh, that were, you know, colonized. Yeah. Of, so that's the idea about Katara and allowing those who are deciding to decolonize mm-hmm. so they can have a place to start doing that. We yeah. also, not also just doing the presentations, but we're also mm-hmm. creating space for like mm-hmm. different kinds of ceremonies mm-hmm. to happen mm-hmm. that helps you explore more of the Filipinos' indigenous spirituality, you can yeah. say. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you're doing a lot of that work in Vancouver. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Is there a huge community of Qatarians? Is that, is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I guess it happens when, yeah, we have, you know, we know a lot of the communities. Mm. We started primarily in the east side of Vancouver. Right. Uh, so a lot of our artists are from that area. Um, Joyce Collingwood area as mm-hmm. well. Uh, we've, you know, a lot of community festivals mm-hmm. and Surrey Fusion Festival. Mm-hmm. And we regularly do the Talking Stick fe- Festival in February mm. every oh. year. What's the Talking Stick Festival? Talking Stick Festival is a, you know, it's an opportunity for all Indigenous artists. Um, they're becoming more globalized and mm-hmm. along other, because uh, initially I believe it was to support, you know, all First Nations artists, you can say, mm-hmm. across Canada. Right. And, uh, but now they're being more inclusive to create more opportunities of, you know, dialogue, collaboration mm-hmm. with other Indigenous artists. So, wow, it's amazing. It's, it, it's at the, I think it's the month of February. Okay. And it's um, curated by Margot Kane, who's a real powerhouse here. That's so great. Just raising awareness and kind of giving people a new perspective on on your culture and where mm-hmm. you're from. Just, I kind of want to go into the decolonizing part of it. Um, sure. So I feel like that's a big part of who you, like how you identify yourself. When you say decolonizing, are you saying in terms of like an Aboriginal 
Filipino perspective? Or are you saying more like living in Vancouver, you're trying to, can you kind of give me more? Sure. Well, it's interesting because I kind of wanted to, to really continue this kind of space mm-hmm. in Vancouver with uh, Qatar and other members and right. with other Indigenous artists mm-hmm. that are, because we're specifically uh, decolonizing you can say within an urban context. Okay. So it has a very unique kind of context to how our experience is in decolonizing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because we come from the Philippines, and Mm -hmm. the Philippines has been colonized by Americans. Right. The Japanese, right? Mm -hmm. And Spanish, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, going back further. Yeah. And so that's, you know, a whole, you know, experience of, uh, his, his, you know, mm-hmm. historical colonial trauma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a lot of like this understanding of what has happened to our identity and right. people and how did that happen yeah. is a lot about how we see what's happening to the indigenous here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, with having been, you know, colonized, you know, for example, religiously by the Catholic Church with the residential right. school system. Yes, yes, right? yes. So that's an example of, you know, kind of recognizing we're almost mirroring one another and we're still, you know, healing from that and it'll take time. So it's quite loaded and that's a thing. It's such a a loaded experience and sometimes, you know, we don't even know how the experience of decolonizing is and it is kind of feeling still abstract, which is why um, bringing it to like this idea of how we interweave Mm-hmm. in the sense of urban indigeneity right because we're in the city we're not necessarily <coughs> on a reservation like yeah. our experiences would be quite different but so i think the whole year of 2018 will be us exploring that with for example uh, a hip-hop artist here uh, kim villagante she's a pretty awesome amazing you know decolonizing uh, queer artist here in cool. vancouver I'm so proud that she's taken that, you know, those steps to kind of really Mm -hmm. ancestrally, you know, be guided in her work. So, you know, like, you know, decolonizing could be so many different things for many many people. Yeah, but that's the way we love to do it is more of a gentle way through arts. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, I've never heard of like that decolonizing and urban indigeneity until now. And I think like, well, those are some pretty great terms to use and just identify with. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really great that you're raising awareness and kind of putting that on people's radar. That's awesome. That's so cool. Thanks. That's yeah. Inspiration. I didn't really know that either. I know yeah. that's the kind of the art bringing in something that was old, something folk yeah. into something more in the present. Yeah. So then how would you like start even kind of deconstructing something that's like already ingrained so it's like something your parents have um, inherited from living in the Philippines that Mm. they've pushed now on you and this Mm. is all you know yeah it's like the norm for you yeah Yeah. so then something like religion religion I feel is something that is a little bit easier because that was almost like not a choice to grow up in the church mm, to yeah. say, mm, mm. and then you're forced into it. So you go, and yeah. then it's just a, something a custom you do. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I still feel guilty not going to church. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole I- complex identity. Yeah, that sense of like finding your identity. Mm-hmm. Right, that's mm-hmm. another layer. And like, and I think with decolonizing, you'll see even here, uh, those who are indigenous to this land also still try to embody both right yeah you know some will just um for example will not even look at the catholic church but say i believe um uh, what i've been um, told is that like so there's some christian or 
different Baptists or something mm-hmm. that have acknowledged the wrongs with the residential school system. Yeah. So, you know, there's probably a little bit more forgiveness. Yes. Right? Right. So in that sense, uh, yeah, everyone's kind of like, you know, that's always going to be a part of people's kind of experiences. One of the, you know, spectrums, of you can say, of dealing with decolonizing. Yeah. Just one of the layers, right? Yeah. Because I'm also going to be bringing a kid into this world. I don't want to be, I like, know. forcing yeah. shit that I've inherited. <laughs> no. <laughs> that may not be, like, something I actually don't, I want, I don't want them to be a part of or mm-hmm. to have experience. I don't know. I, I'm also, like, learning all this and being like, oh, shit. Oh, I know. Like, Everything just comes to the forefront of what you, you know, what you really believe in. Because yeah. you have to tell your child at yeah, some point. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And it's so fragile, too. Like, one, uh, one little thing that you kind of place on them, and it, it could totally, like, mess them up when they're older. Oh, the yeah. pressure is just crazy. Colby and I were just talking, this is a little bit later, but about <clears throat> Santa, this idea of Santa. Yeah. I didn't grow up with Santa, like, dropping shit in my stocking. Yeah. He didn't give me any gifts. No. We just saw him at the mall. Yeah, exactly. That was it. And then with my sister, her kids have this idea of Santa. Santa's going to come and give them gifts. And there's, like, That's no credit to the parents. Me and Coleman were thinking about this concept. And I think I'm going to just carry on the concept my mom gave us. Like, because I said, sure, no. <laughs> yeah. But I also, I felt like I was missing out because the white kids in my class had the stockings, had the yeah, the yeah. presents from Santa because they were good this year. Totally. And I think that's the thing. It's like, you could open your kid to as much like perspective as possible but when they're in like a classroom or they're with their friends Mm, yeah there's that other cultural kind of norm that's being like thrown on them that they just they won't understand it and then they'll they'll see this like difference in like okay why are my friends telling me this but my mom is telling me this and they're getting this and i'm getting shit all yeah exactly like i know i felt that like especially Mm. in christmas when like in school santa comes and gives you presents under the tree and like you get a stocking you get filled with like it's just like Christmas was this whole, like, fun gift-giving thing or gift-getting thing. And then you come home and, like, your family doesn't really celebrate Christmas. So then yeah. you're, like, feeling like, oh, what the hell? Like, was I a bad kid then because I don't get gifts? Total that disconnect. To you? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's like you kind of go through, like, this weird, yeah. like, you met, your head gets so messed up in, like, th- these cultural differences. because mm. you do, And you don't know how to, like, understand it at that age, too, right? Yeah. It's not until you're older that you realize, okay, yeah. that he ain't real. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not real. <laughs> And the Chinese don't really care for Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then so. your mom didn't even give you, like, an understanding yeah. of that. Yeah, too. that's where the, the ideas of when you can have those dialogues with your children. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing is, like, Jade, for example, who's my 12-year-old. Okay. So I have a 12-year-old <laughs> and a wrong. five-month-year-old. So, yeah. like, what are the origins of a Christmas tree? Where'd that come from? Yeah, like, exactly. practice. Here we are, like, yeah. this is, like... Hunt for a tree. What do you do? Pick, you know, the fake tree or yeah, the real tree? Yeah. Exactly. Why is there so much pressure to have this tree? Without the tree, you cannot have presents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, totally. I know. I like it. You know, we get anxiety yeah. about this. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, we do have to ask ourselves, why are we doing this, yeah. right? And I think that's a good question. Like, I, I have to still answer. Jay, I said, we have to look, you know, look where this came from. I don't even think it's from Canada for this. Yeah, it's like what are the origins, and then you can really say, "Oh, I do believe that or not." Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. for the first time, though, you end up questioning it for the first time. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it wasn't gonna be the thing. I just want the pictures. <laughs> I know right? that's it. It's very superficial. It's really interesting. I yeah, totally. Shaped having a twelve-year-old who's 
a female 12 year old who's going into adolescence um and just like (laughs) society and social media do you have concerns on how social media is impacting her becoming who she is Mm -hmm. and like creating her own self-identity versus like social media telling her who she should be and how she should be and how she should look and how she should act and you know how many friends she has and how cool she is like how do you teach your kid to like, like caught up? In yeah. That. And not let the toxicity well, get to you. The thing is like this starts as soon as they see advertising yeah. around them. Like I remember Jade was like maybe four and she was seeing some kind of like lingerie women, you know, oh. advertising. And yeah. She's, Mom, that image makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, wow. That, you that's know? Good and I realized that. that like, yes, this is a woman being objectified. Yeah. And selling, you know, lingerie. And I, whatever, yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, so it was like her, you know, I realized, oh, my gosh, this is like the start of it, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then, you know, like. Four even. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like recognizing, you know, other, th- uh, especially influence of any kind of mm. ideas yeah. of what is a woman. Yeah. You know? And so, like. Totally. You know, she pretty much was raised of like, you know, hating Barbie kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but was so, that was that your influence on being like, like, hate Barbie? Or was it like Well, no, own? just like. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't let her go. I was, like, telling her, you know, this doesn't really represent. Yeah. So we always, like, look for things of people of color. Yeah, totally. Represented. Yeah. That kind of idea. So another and thing, too, is Babette and I used to be roommates. Okay. So I was mm-hmm. with Jade, too, growing mm-hmm. up. And she had the funkiest toys. Yeah. Like, dolls, like, in all shades of colors. One of them Amazing. was purple with, like, just weird hair, like, yeah. on the forehead. Yeah. She had like a Pee Wee Herman doll. We didn't awesome. have cable or internet <laughs> when we lived on the yeah, drive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we didn't, there wasn't really that. It was like Elmo's yeah. World. Probably the only like kind of adult movie was right. My Best Friend's Wedding. <laughs> yeah. That's like a great movie, by the way. <laughs> Another recommendation. Um, but yeah, it was, there's, yeah. Not, there's not too much like influence. Yeah. Also during that time, it was like maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. So now the the challenge is like, with everyone too, or Paris is like knowing how much is too much, you know, of social, you know, social media, yeah. being on the iPad, all the gadgets. hear about that screen time. It's like an screen hour time. max or something. Yeah, it's your, I think it's important brain. because it has a lot to do with socializing. Yeah, them, totally. So. so yeah, that's a little bit about you know, like even with my baby, like I was finding out from nurses, like nothing until the age of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know how hard that, that is <laughs> even now because yeah. we have to change our our you know kind of mannerisms and yeah. you know how we handle our gadgets at home too. Right? Because yeah. it's like, why are you guys always on those things? I'm like, yeah, you're like right. Dead. Why are we? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so it's like you have to lead by example too, right? Yeah. You know, like in the in this age, it's great. I think to be a kid and grow up, and you're allowed to be who you want to be. I think. In the, like, I think we're. The more time goes on, the more you can be who you want to be. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's also like the societal pressures of being the perfect person is even greater than it was before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So That's I what you're like, saying. I don't think it's like the best, the, the better representation of that person. Yeah. That's not who they really are. Just say like on Instagram or yeah. Facebook. Totally. But it's just really interesting to see like, how does a 12 year old view the world versus how we are viewing the world? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is it? Is it better? Yeah. Is it worse? Is it like... Yeah. It, you know, and it is, that's kind of why I love doing like youth work. Yeah. Because then you gauge them in the conversation and we really see what we're doing is mm. actually working. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like where else do we need to kind of continue to help shape our future? 
with the younger generations, right? So when you work with yeah. youth, are you also keeping in touch or do they stay in touch with you? Now you're seeing them like, you know, two years, five years later, like down yeah. the road. Yeah, I still keep in touch, you know. Um, uh, I like trying to keep in touch with the younger youth that are going going uh, what I realize like it's important to do the work mm-hmm. before they go to high school to kind of mm-hmm. give them you know more opportunities to to understand their identity prior you know yeah. help them or support them I think it's really important you know for for the younger ones in elementary to kind mm-hmm. of have an idea of how to approach their identity which yeah. is a lot what Qatar does so um yeah, we have that as a big part of like how we explore through theater, mm-hmm. um, and just in discussing and seeing what makes them feel empowered yeah. and what doesn't. Like a freedom of expression, almost, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So these youth that you're working with are they like all youth? Is this like at risk youth? Is it Aboriginal youth? Like who? What kind yeah, of yeah? They're all all youth. All, so, yeah, yeah, mixed heritage. You can say mm-hmm. a lot of them are all mixed heritage, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they worked with. Uh, I can't remember the end of the program, but they did a, a special focus on indigenous groups. Can you um, tell us more about that? Like, I'd love to hear more about the work you did with indigenous groups in that in that kind of sense. Well, like, it, it's it's almost <clears throat> like um, I think. What I realize is the youth is paying more attention and trying, and the high school and other educational systems are giving them more opportunities to do their own kind of presentations mm-hmm. in the way that they want to. Right. So I think a lot about getting the youth involved is letting them, you know, know as much as we can, yeah. and then let them, letting them fly with the creativity to see well, where else it can go. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times our generation is just kind of like told. Yeah. yeah. We just to do, do and we just do, right? Yeah. Uh, now it's like, no, we want to support them to feel their, their sense of um, mm. empowerment to go through that search. Right. You know, and let them know we're supportive mm-hmm. of whatever search you need to find within yourself and or about other things, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it, it takes, you know... At least it's, for them, it's happening at a younger age rather than... Yeah, <laughs> totally, <laughs> yeah. Right? So much better. Right? Yeah. That's kind of how I see with my daughter. She's, you know, having to overcome a lot of bullying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, like what I had to do later after becoming an adult, right? Mm-hmm. You know, seeing all that I had to overcome. Now she's kind of like, you know, that's taking longer for her to do that. But I was like, it's perfect. You're doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be okay. You'll just be all right. But, you know, it's a big thing to kind of to notice that, you know, we kind of want to see fast results because yeah. we're in a time where everything's like quick. Yeah. Instant gratification. Yeah, totally. Exactly. We are in that age of instant gratification yeah. for sure. Okay. What do you think? Should we move on to some topics or? Yeah. that's. We were just going to go into the videos we saw. The Yeah. What were the videos? The videos of, were like blatant racism. There's a Muslim teenager who's being harassed by a white guy. Yeah. Um, on a crowded sky train and only one person like a younger white gentleman went to help her um so she posted on instagram saying that she was she just walked on the sky train and she sat down and some guy got up and just started harassing her because she was muslim and she was wearing a hijab yeah and um i guess he was saying that he wants to kill all muslims like straight up to her face and he started getting quite like aggressive with her and then to the point where he actually hit her and started attacking her and like Grabbing her head and like pushing it towards his crotch. Yeah. And nobody did anything. 17 years old, this girl. Yeah. Nobody did Here? anything. Uh, yeah. On the Canada line. Yeah. Going towards Waterfront. <clears throat> this happened like early December. Crazy. So. Crowded Skytrain too. Crowded Skytrain, yeah. And one guy came to help her. 
and stayed with her until like. Man, if yeah. I was there, yeah, yeah. I would have pulled that's out my so umbrella. I think, I think that's what I think that's like the main thing that we want to talk about cow. is like why did nobody like help her? It's like that just baffles me. And then when I was reading, I was thinking if I was in that situation, I would want to help. Yeah. But then yeah. I was thinking, are people more afraid of their safety? Because when you see photos of this guy, he's is he, he big? he's quite intimidating. He is. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, like, what do you do in I that situation? I just, right. I don't know either. Wow. See, that's violence. Like, yeah. Made that's everyone actual just, physical violence. Um, freeze and not be able to to do anything. Yeah. So that's like. I think under, like, an, another circumstance, if I wasn't pregnant, I would so be up in that guy's face. So... Or something. I think I'd been vocal or something. This was, like, how many stops did nobody did anything? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, what? Like, there's an emergency thing on the... Yeah. So they did press that. I just... I don't think... Like, I think it took them a while to respond to it. Oh, crazy. But um, I think in this day and age, you think that people would be more open to, like, getting up and and helping and like stopping but mm-hmm. i know there have been incident i think there was an incident in portland where something like that happened and the guy that that tried to help ended up getting i think seriously injured or died i can't remember the full story but then it kind of got me thinking okay i understand why people may have not wanted to like help her because you know then what if he decides to target you instead you know what i mean yeah in this day and age how is it still acceptable that you could get up physically attack somebody and think you can get away with it yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? And he was charged, right? Or yeah, he got caught. He got charged. He's in jail. Good. Um, I don't know if he's out already, but yeah, um, who knows? They could be out already. So then, he like, so that happened early December, and then back in August, there was another incident where these two, um, Fil- this Filipino couple, older couple, was sitting down talking on the train in Filipino, and then this lady decides to yell at them and say, uh, "Stop talking so loud and speak English." Yeah, and tell them to go back to the Philippines. Yeah, just straight. At- There's a video of that. Yeah. Now, there's a video straight up of that, and yeah. she's, like, straight up saying, go back to the country. And as she's leaving, she's, like, go back to the Philippines where you belong. Yeah. And it's white just, lady like... lady, too. Yeah. Both people were white, Caucasian. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to, like, point out race in this No, sense, that's a fact. It's a in fact. In both these these circumstances, like, these I, situations. So, I definitely see this as, like, a way of, like... I think as races become more equal with one another... Mm-hmm. Racial tensions increase as well. I I don't want to say Caucasians, but do you, I feel like they are what? so outspoken in these kinds well, of situations. Well, they're by losing their white privilege, right? Exactly, yeah. and that's yeah, exactly. It all boils down to white privilege. Do you think that white privilege will ever go away? Oh, that's like another thing. Maybe you they ask, need to. You'd have to ask them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, do they feel? Is it is it just something innate? Like they they feel threatened, but they don't understand that they feel threatened or. There has to be something going on in their heads to think that it's okay to to be racist out loud like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, because they feel like they've been be... wronged now. Yeah, now yeah, that it's I mean, like an equal playing field. No, I would see it the same way if someone in our community was doing something yeah. discriminant to another community. You know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. You know, I'd say that person's like doesn't represent us all. Please, you know. Yeah. Like, I definitely hope that as the new generation like continues to grow that this kind of thing becomes less and less common just through education and through societal norms that are being taught right now that racism is not okay all colors are equal Mm -hmm. um and i'm just hoping that as we progress into the future that that becomes just a normal thing but part of me is a bit of a realist and thinks i don't think racism will ever fully go away even in a country like canada where 
we are pretty multicultural. Yeah. I still think that even in this situation, you know. (laughs) Well, I guess it's because in a lot of ways, even our, if you think about it, our our government's just, that's the way it is, right? It's it's still leading us with white privilege too. Right. you know, there are, there's more people becoming involved, people of color in politics, but primarily, you know, like women and yeah. color and men of color are still, you know, not larger part of it, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, so, yeah, they're not majority figures, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Does Jade feel <clears throat> any kind of r- racial tensions growing up in, like, East Bend? Or does or she feel like she's at, like, a disadvantage, maybe? Or? The divide is even greater? I'm thinking, I'm, I don't know, it's hard, I, right? I don't want to jump yeah. to conclusions, yeah, that's but true. that's kind of what I, I kind of seen her with her own friends, that she's kind of finding herself with friends that, you know, before she was a baby and she yeah. had a circle of friends. Yeah. yeah. And one that she relates to was, you know, white before, yeah. but now in her tweens, like, she just has her own friend, that white friend is now around girls that are just all white. Yeah. And so that's really a strange thing for me to see my daughter say, like, I don't want to see her anymore because these girls don't really make me feel welcome. Yeah. Um, or you feel like you're the odd one out in yeah. a group of yeah, like, all the same way, color. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so I mean, I'm just kind of like standing back. I'm not like kind of seeing how she's experiencing yeah. that. But yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how that's coming up in your tweens. Yeah. You know, like how girls organize themselves <laughs> in their groups, For right? For sure, I hear you yeah. on that. Yeah. I know, like, growing up in high school, um, cliques form right when you get to high school, you know? It's like yeah. the yeah, popular kids know. who are all white hang out together, and then you have, like, mm-hmm. the popular Asian kids. And then, like, I know my group was definitely all Asians as well, mm-hmm. but then we were, like, the like the second generation Asians all hanging out together. And then literally like across the hall, there were like <laughs> yeah. the immigrant Asians all right? hanging together. It's like, it's, is, is that just innately built in us that we do that? Where we just, we migrate, we all well, migrate toward each other. I would say it depends on your parents. Yeah. Your parents are an influence. If they are around a lot of multicultural people, then they practice that then. Yeah. yeah. be like that too. But if they're not, then you're mm. more than likely going to identify the same way that your parents feel, the same comfort. Right. That's my my understanding. So So when you went to, you were born here, right? Mm-hmm. So when you went to, like, uh, high, when you hit high school, um, what was, was your group a multicultural group? Or was it, um, like, the, like a Filipino group? Like, what, what did your oh, yeah. clique consist of? Oh, anyways, I was like... <laughs> Raised in military bases, so there's, like, oh, not too many. <laughs> How about you, Jess? Um, my group is pretty multicultural. It was, like, Filipino. But growing up, when going to high school? Like, going to high school, yeah. it was, like, Filipino girl, me, brown girl, um, white girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my friend Nega, she's um, Afghan, so Persian. They were pretty multi. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like in your situation, like, were your was your mom, like, hanging with a lot of multicultural friends and then you yeah I was just thinking about that too because my mom did have a lot of she worked at the hospital right so she was friends with the custodians the other nurses there um we'd go to their parties mm-hmm. so we're going to East Indian weddings oh, yeah. um just I was you caught me I was thinking about this my first East Indian wedding we had to eat on the floor and I just thought it was just the strangest thing so <laughs> I, I was there for a little second uh, but yeah it was mostly I would say multicultural yeah Filipino mm-hmm. of course too yeah so I guess like everybody's experiences of growing up in high school it's a little bit different it's, it's also shaped by like I, I didn't really think about that but yeah shaped by how your parents 
uh, groups think about were formed either. as well. That's really good. Yeah. My dad, like, he's like one of the first Filipinos that was in the Canadian Armed Forces. Amazing. A nurse, too. Wow. So, awesome. Uh, but he, you know, like, wanted us to experience culture, so he'd take us outside of the base, you know, outside of these gates. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you know? So we'd find Filipinos and... They were always like, and even my dad was like an officer. He didn't like try to, you know, like it didn't matter what status of yeah. level ranking you were. He right. was like, everybody's the same. And yeah. We'd have Filipino, you know, my mom would make Filipino food. Yeah. We'd have parties. My dad play music and all that. Yeah. So it was just like what I still am today. I'm like, okay, I'll do the same thing. It was, it was beautiful. It was yeah. a beautiful experience to meet other people. And totally. Food and... Yeah. Being exposed yeah. to different cultures and everything. Yeah, That's exactly. amazing. Yeah. Awesome. That's okay. something you're also giving Jade too. Like mm-hmm. she gets to experience all of that also. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's move on to something a bit more festive. How about that? Yeah, it's a little bit late, a little yeah. bit fun. Yeah. We went a bit deep there and, you know, introspective. We might get a little bit deep on the next one, yeah. but let's see. Um, you know that it's like a very famous Christmas song, like, Baby, It's Cold Outside. And if, like, I guess this year, I think before oh, I this think year. Oh, Elf, that movie. Yeah. And it's oh, yeah, that's innocent, right. It's about fun. <laughs> it's like this kind of cute banter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if, you know... Following like the Harvey Weinstein thing, yeah. you know, the Me Too hashtag, like that song is hardcore, like rapey song, right? Okay, do you know the song? Lyric okay, wise, so, you, lyric- we can just just say yeah. what a few. Um, so before, I definitely like read the lyrics, and I was like, okay, this is definitely a bit. I thought date rapey in my mind. Um, so they're like, hey, she's like, I really can't stay, and he's mm-hmm. like, but baby, it's cold outside. It's <laughs> like I've got to go away, and he's like. But baby, it's cold outside. He's like, this evening has been, and he's like, been hoping that you drop it. Yeah, totally (laughs) cuts her off. So very nice. And she's like, yeah, so very nice, just so polite. And he's like, I'll hold your hand, but they're like ice. And then he's like, she's like, my mother will start to worry. How if I be the girl, you be the guy then? Okay. I'll be like, my mother will start to worry. Beautiful. What's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace roar. So really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful. Please don't hurry. But maybe just have half a drink more. Put some records on while I pour. The neighbors might think... Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? No cabs to be had out there. I seem to be Your eyes are like starlight now. Some crazy spell. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, 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 sir. Mind if I move in closer? At least I'm going to say that I'm tired. What's... That I tried. At least I'm going to say oh, that I'm I tried. Oh, I'm going to say that I tried. Sorry. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Oh, but then I also say with him, Oh, oh but, but it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside. I simply must go. Baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no. Baby, it's cold outside. The welcome has been... How lucky that you dropped in. So nice and warm. Look out the window at that storm. Why? Like, what the... Let her go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her dad's worried... She said no, and you put something in her drink. Yeah, clearly, yeah, right? <laughs> and she's trying. Not, she's not tired, but she's trying. <laughs> yeah, to get exactly. the hell out of there. So, okay, I get in this context today that that is definitely, like, really rapey and aggressive and just not cool as a female. Back then, do you think the situation 
is a bit different. And like, are we taking this out of context is my question. So one thing, there's one article, it was in Vox, it was just saying this took place in the 1940s. Women were already supposed to be like submissive yeah. and polite. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's how we are sometimes too. Someone, the guy says something inappropriate and you kind of just go, You laugh ah. it off, yeah. So this is kind of that same vibe in the 1940s. Yeah. Um, and then they were saying too that it was supposed to be a romantic reading, like this flirty banter that they're right. having. Yeah. It's just like, ha ha, would you put him a drink? Because yeah, <laughs> I'm crazy tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just this romantic thing. And the people I think that wrote it, it was a husband and wife that were singing this right. song. So yeah. you could read it as innocent, but she's saying no. Like back in the 1940s, I don't think no meant no then. For most no. people. It didn't have as much power as it no, does it now. No, it didn't have much power. Yeah. Women didn't have much power. Yeah. Um, but then he starts to like put a little pressure on. It's yeah. like, no. Wow. I'm like, angry. Like, want to listen to all <laughs> the Christmas songs. And, <laughs> and analyze everything. <laughs> Jingle bells. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? <laughs> By bells, do they mean balls? <laughs> I hate this song. I don't want no jingling balls. <laughs> No, not in my Christmas time or in my songs. But yeah, I just, are we being a bit too PC in this situation? White Christmas, too? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah, White Christmas. Oh, my God. That's so true. I didn't really think about that. That's off the list, too. Yeah. Exactly. No, this is a Christmas for all nations. Exactly. All colors. But yeah, I just think, I don't, like, I think it's, it's definitely funny to, like, read the lyrics and point out how ridiculous yeah. those lyrics are. But I think, like, reading the article and stuff, there are, like, people are saying that they need to, like, rewrite the song and, mm. and like, take it down and it's not a Christmas carol and stuff like They should that. rewrite the song. But she's yeah. just like, um, what's in the drink? It's like, actually, it's two shots of vodka, but if you want, um, say, an apple cider, non-alcoholic, or a glass of milk, <laughs> I've got that too. So is that how the song should be now? Yeah, let's just change it up a little bit where it is consensual and they're oh actually having a good time. She's not trying to rush out. She's like, uh, when she talks about her mom and dad, maybe they can both call so they know she's safe. Yeah. 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 Well, so they're not the concerned. Version, you're going to improvise. I don't even know. <laughs> That's the tough thing. I don't think I'm the right person to do this. No, I, think, I think we could get a few things started. We don't have to do the whole thing. No, definitely not. But when she's like, I really can't stay, then he should be like, hey, let's try to get you a car, an Uber. Yeah. Maybe my car will start up. But what if he like really? He's really like in love with her. He's like, oh, can you just stay for like just a bit longer? Then maybe you can ask that. That sounds like an innocent. I really can't stay. Well, could you stay for a little bit longer? I could put another tune on. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Like I've got to go away. He's like, oh, but you got to listen to this one song. And she's like, well, this evening's been and maybe not interrupt her. Yeah, and just let let her finish. Like, been what? You tell me (laughs) more. Yeah. (laughs) So very nice. Yes, it has been. Yeah. Then it's like, my mother will start worrying, my father's pacing the floor. It's like, okay, them. here's... Like, all of them. Yeah, here's my <laughs> iPhone, send them a text message, we're good. Send them an iMessage. iMessage, send my picture too if you're yeah. worried about things going down. And, and then, then she's like, okay, well, maybe just half a drink more. And they're like, great, all right, cool. And I think he did respond to that. He's like, all right, cool. Um, put a record on, I'll pour the drink. <laughs> but maybe instead he should be like, you pour the drink. Yeah. So that... I you can know put the record on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what's going in this drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 
the neighbors might think. So she's worried that what the neighbors are going to think she's like a whore or something. Yeah. Like, like what's what's what does that yeah, mean? That's, that's probably well for the 1940s. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> unwed woman with this yeah. man yeah. who's pressuring her to stay. The neighbors might think. And he's like, that we're having a party. He yeah, wants exactly. them over too. I'm Let's really the close music. with them. <laughs> yeah. Then, so what's in this drink? I was just like, I don't know. You poured it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. No doubt. <laughs> I seem to be in some crazy spell. It's like, I don't know. That's it's like, well, maybe you poured a bit too much vodka. Yeah, that's thing. a one shot too many. <laughs> yeah. I ought to say, no, 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 sir. He's like, all right. If it is too crazy yeah. outside, I've got a couch. I'll sleep on it. You yeah. can take the bedroom. Yeah. See you in the morning, if that's okay. Yeah, Call your mom. Don't move in closer. Yeah. I won't move in closer. I'll give you your space. No, I'll give you space. There's yeah. a door between us. And here's some extra towels. Yeah. Um, at least I'm going to say that I tried. Yeah, you tried to get home. Yeah. And I'm sorry. This storm is just so bad right now. And this isn't an ego trip. You know, no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you your space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, like, I think I think we kind of did it right there. Yeah, I really can't stay. It's like, okay, yeah. well, I gave you options. If you're still here, then you've made your choice. Yeah. Uh, the answer is no, but it looks like yes. If you're still here, <laughs> yeah. no is when you leave. So finish yeah. your drink. You are in then, choice. Yeah, so nice and warm. Yes, it is nice and warm in here. Yeah. There, so we did it. We did it. Easy. <laughs> so, see, that's that, how easy that song is. Maybe it's be done. cold outside. The 2017 <laughs> remix. <laughs> the Futurist female remix. How about that? Let's call it that. Yeah, that's Let's put it on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it less like spoken word. We'll just put some music underneath yeah, it. It'll be more poetic. Yeah, I like Great. that. Do you, do you approve of it? Yes, I do. <laughs> do you think Jade would approve? Yes. Yeah, she would. <laughs> Sweet. Amazing. All right, so... I think uh, we covered a, a couple good topics and we so. got to know Babette really well. I think Babette's going to come back, right? You said you were. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. right? Yeah. I'd love to come back in the new year. Yeah, yeah. you should definitely bring Jade. Jade would be... She'd I would love to hear yeah. her perspective Especially tween yeah. years, too. Yeah. Totally. All right, okay. well, in traditional yellow packaging style, should we start off with this... Should we end it with the sweet and sour? Yeah, so we always, I guess, sour it up first. Yeah, and because then we want to sweet it up at the end. End on a good note. Yes. So, because yes. you're our special guest, we would love to hear your sour. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm going blind right now. No, it's fine. If you, don't, you know, you don't have to have a sour. You know, it, it doesn't have to be. Um, well, I know you had mentioned about like the west side and the east side, the, the dance. The dance um, classes. Oh yeah, my. Do you want to use that? Oh, my not? dancer <laughs> as a teacher. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I think one of her parents said said that um, she had to be more educated to be in the position that she is in, and some based on some artwork that would that seemed anti-Semitic. Let's just say that. Okay, it's pretty big uh, event to happen where. She's really expressive with her her students, yeah. and it was a touchy thing, right? I kind of was like, uh, and it was nothing intentional, but I think right. one of the kids was drawing some Christmas art, or was it Halloween? I can't remember. I think it was a Halloween ghost with a with a star David or something, and that wasn't intentional or something. Like, oh, it was a child's artwork, but it slipped by and it ended up beyond the walls. And anyway, so it kind of you know kind of made this parent be very you know threatened in some way which is understandable but um it wasn't an intentional yeah. thing and then just kind of you know remarked that the teacher was uneducated and i just asked her i was like how many you know teachers of women of, or people of color are teaching in the school and she said three other people and, uh, <laughs> you know wouldn't you think that you'd probably 
you probably get a harder time, you know, as a a teacher because you are a woman of color. Yeah. Like, do they, you know, so she's, and, you know, like, yeah. Well, you think you're a nanny, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? You're cleaning the place. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of something I think uh, is troublesome for, for me to, you know, for uh, Filipinas mm-hmm. experience here. Yeah. Know, in the sense of the stereotype and not being recognized when, you know, they're fully qualified. For sure, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So that's my. That's a really good sour. sour. Yeah, that makes me sour too. <laughs> you know, there's not enough teachers out there, anyways. That's true. Totally. Yeah, she's an excellent teacher. So get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How old is the, this kid? Or the... oh, well, I, I think it. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I think I remember what she teaches, like a mixed grade. So. Oh okay. But yeah, I think you know I'm, you don't have to remark on a person you know they got there just like everybody yeah else, exactly right? yeah totally yeah Boo. Boo. Totally. that's a terrible sour yeah all right um should we all do our sours let's do all our sours sure. okay. and then we'll end with a sweet yeah cheers this is an opposite to the sour because i've been pretty sour about people on the bus yeah and people on the street i've noticed people are standing up and offering seats to old people like what when does that happen for sure I just take the seat too, and I'll be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm pregnant." <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you have a right yeah, to yeah, take that seat. Yeah, but I don't even look like it. So then you just give me looks, like uh... you'll just. With your <laughs> <laughs> I'm loud. <laughs> Read the sign. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My sour. So this person that I know is obsessed with a certain race, but not like in a sexual way. Just like if this person had a choice, they would be that race. Okay. And yeah, it's like they're obsessed with it, and they they wish that they could be it, and admiration a admir- little bit. But it's I don't know for me, I know for some reason that really it leaves a sour note on my mouth. I just feel like you're kind of objectifying another race and a culture to the mm-hmm. point where it's obsessive. I can't explain why I feel so upset by that. Like, Is it because they're not like like embracing it, their true self they're like, like longing for something else yeah and i'll use an example because i don't want to be too specific but like say like i love the korean culture and i want to be korean i want to learn the language and i love everything about it and i want to live there i want to work there but i'm not korean yeah i don't know mm-hmm. something about that just rubs me the wrong way because you're not really respecting the race, you're objectifying the race, and you think it's something that you could obtain. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know some people who are like that about Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, so that's my sour note. It's just, I don't know how, if that is okay that somebody can do that. It's almost like you want, like, I don't know. It's like Are they denying their their actual ethnicity? Well, they just don't really talk about it as much because that's their ethnicity, but... It just seems like they're obsessed with becoming this one race, and mm, like a wannabe. Yeah, like a yeah, I, yeah, exactly, like a wannabe. <laughs> and I, I don't like that. Yeah. It's like, like, why do you have to take it to that kind of level where you're just treating it like something that you could be and become, and you know, be pretentious about? Mm. I don't know. Mm. It just interesting. Yes. I don't want to like go into too many specifics because I feel like. It's, yeah, I, she's I like, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what I mean? But you remember that story about that that Caucasian teacher in the States who lied and said that she was black? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like that. She, like, identified with being black. Yeah. But she's straight up raised as a white woman. Yeah. And she's a white woman. Oh. 
She just has like a perm or something. <laughs> and she like, like tanned a lot. And tans crazy. Yeah. It's like that. But oh then she would go gosh. to these like rallies. That's like, so wrong. Yeah. It's still like a cultural appropriation of like saying, you know, like you're speaking like you're from that culture. It's, yeah. When you don't know, like you couldn't actually connect to that. Yeah. Not live, not live that experience. Like, yeah. Cultural appropriation is a big thing. Yeah, and I feel like that's what this person is doing, you know? It's like, you're only cherry-picking what you like about things when you don't even have a full understanding oh, yeah. about what that th- that culture is and what that's just, like that race is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You just have this skewed perspective about it, but yet you're claiming that it's like this amazing race that you want to... I don't know, it just leaves a really sour note, and I... Yeah, it's like they'd rather welcome someone else's anyways. Like, some people are like that, though, yeah. right? I guess. I think just talking about helped me kind of better understand what what, what rubbed me the wrong way, and I think that's what... It's cultural appropriation, and he's cherry-picking what, mm-hmm. yeah. you know... So embracing the entire yeah. culture. You, you're of... not taking... You're not really respecting it by objectifying it. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, to- I totally... I totally... Um, yeah, no, I... I can recognize that. I know yeah. that you can call that for what it is, yeah. right? It's so, yeah, it's important to kind of like... Show respect know, almost. Show res- the proper respect yeah. or like, yeah, exactly. Don't cherry pick yeah. you know, in the sense. Or, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting time right now because, you know, like whether it's fashion or there's lots yeah. of cultural appropriation in fashion mm-hmm. a lot. But yeah. yeah, so it's... It's all around us, but the thing is, when we start to kind of just accept it, like you can't just do that. Too. Yeah, it's... <laughs> right. You can you can relate. In totally relate. I mean, like people don't. You know, it's almost like we had to just kind of re-educate people and just let them know, like there's a lot more behind this person's culture that you're just, you yeah, know, yeah, putting out there. Totally. So. Thank you. <laughs> At first, I was like, maybe I'm being crazy for thinking what or feeling angry about my, you know, like feeling these emotions, but. No, I think there is some validity to it, I feel like. That kind of goes back to Babette's, like, why? Like, the Christmas tree. Now you're just, like, digging a little yeah. bit more. It's like, why? Yeah. Why don't I like what he says about Koreas? Why this, this, this? Yeah. And then it is just cherry-picking. Totally. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're all triggered now. We're all, like, <laughs> annoyed and angry. Let, let's, let's add a little sugar <laughs> to this cocktail. <laughs> a little sweetener to this, this coffee. All right, um... Babette, why don't you sure. give us a, a sweet... A little bit of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to say that some of my sweetnesses and the experiences that my, my dad has influenced me mm-hmm. and why I'm so close to the, um, the Coast Salish people here and, and the First Nations people because he had such a strong connection to the land. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my, my uh, sweet is um, knowing that I still have that connection and yeah. and um, we're at a time that's very sweet yeah <laughs> i know? feel like it i yeah. think it's sweet as much as there's a lot of sour but i just came back from winnipeg and there yeah. was like a indigenous ceremony uh that was done in parliament and mm-hmm. the legislature mm. building amazing and indigenous ceremony right like seeing um a pipe ceremony a water drum ceremony these things are really sacred and not you know publicly you know, archived and, and shown. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like to see that we're making the changes, there was like, um, uh, it was made an inauguration of the murdered and missing women because that's 
one of the collaborations that I do in, in Qatar is with the Butterflies in Spirit and mm. working with the National Inquiry. So, you know, my suite is that, you know, there is acknowledgement. Lorelai Williams, she got like an award for being an um, uh, everyday political citizen. I think it was something mm. like that national yeah. award for the work that she's doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a time that our indigenous peoples are rising. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Totally. Yeah. Is that, you know, <laughs> I believe that it's a big time for like, if you see, start to see indigenous people rise, of course we'd have people of color rise. Yeah. Definitely. And that's where I think it's about, you know, building those alliances to see that we all rise together and see that they have equality, indigenous people. And um, yeah, I'm just grateful to see that they see it too. Cause I think it's taken them a long time to actually feel like, they can yeah. trust and create allyship. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I first moved here, I think, you know, a lot of my circles that were Native were really angry. Right. And not open to kind of building allyship. Mm-hmm. And so like it is a time. sweet time. Yeah. It's definitely a sweet time. So That's awesome. I'm excited about 2018 and yeah. some of the amazing uh, Things yeah, inspirations of uh, where we can continue to lead and see ourselves, people of color and indigenous yeah. people rise. That's awesome. That's that my too. sweet note. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, so I, lame. I know. I'm thinking like, oh man, I'm going to have to like revise my Go check out jokes, please, at the Little Mountain Gallery. Well, That's ta- fine. Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> give me. No, it was really fun. So they've been doing, they've been hosting. Your, your suite was pretty sweet though. Yeah. Like it really makes me excited about also bringing a girl into this world when yeah. I'm thinking all this like negative mm-hmm. stuff that we're ending 2017 in. So, it's like really positive. I'm like really excited about those changes too. Yeah. Um, Cause I haven't really thought about it until like really today. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so my suite is, yeah, the little mountain gallery. I'll say it way more cheery now. Ah, go to jokes, please. It's um, a five year. I think they've been doing it for five years. They just get lo- local comedians, some people that are out of town and they just do like a stand up comedy night it's like five bucks it's an hour and a bit long Ooh. like it was an hour and like an hour and, half. Or an hour and a half yeah um and it's just it just seems fun it's just like it's positive sure there's like some comics that were just like what the are you doing up there but it takes a lot of balls <laughs> yeah, i think to so be up there that's like not an easy thing um to stand up there and do your bit and put yourself out there but yeah it was pretty funny i thought i really enjoyed it i'd definitely go again and i think we should all go yeah, not breaking the bank. It's like five bucks and then four bucks for yeah. beer. And you're supporting like a local yeah. community comedy sense. group. Yeah, so they're what every day Thursday? is that? Is Thursday. It every Thursday. Every Thursday, yeah. So they have like comedy throughout the week, but Thursday is like their improv night. Okay. So yeah, I've been to what was it? Um, Blood comedy is that the one with um, Maddie Vu? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does that at the end of um, the last Saturday of the month. It's like Im- improv for one portion and then stand up for the next. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Cool. It's my big suite. Great. Um, so my suite is also a recommendation. Um, if you have a smartphone, I recommend you downloading the app called AJ+. Um, AJ+, is a news app from Al Jazeera, and it focuses more on, on multicultural issues that are happening in the world. Um, I've learned a lot about a lot of Asian issues that are going on through Al Jazeera. It's like my daily hit up. I check it out. It's mostly videos, but 
they focus more on multicultural issues happening on and around in the world. And they have really good articles, like in the previous podcast where I talked about um, the Chinese society in Mississippi. Like, I, that's where I learned all about that on this app. Um, yeah, check it out if you want to kind of get your your education and day-to-day updates on what's happening in the world from multicultural multicultural perspective. It's super educational. Yeah. So it's a letter A, it's a letter J, and plus, like the sign. So get on it. Get on it. It's pretty good. I'm on it too. But yeah. not that, just on Facebook. Yeah. I'll get that now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your recommendation. Yeah. YouTube as well, and they have tons <laughs> of great videos on there. Um, so yeah, I guess that kind of wraps it, it up. Wraps it up. Really? I wanted to t- share one thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe. Um, Please. Because uh, in the year 2018, May is Asian Heritage Month, and I oh. hope you guys can be featured. Ooh. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome, right? That would be awesome. Let so me write that Asian down. Heritage Month. Um, Do you know I what wanted, day specific, or is it just the entire month? I think month? it's the whole month. Great. Right? So you can uh, hit them up and let them know about your podcast. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. for that. You're welcome. That, that's another sweet, uh, two amazing <laughs> sweets from you, Babette. And Jeez. I wanted to add another sweet. Maybe you don't know about this amazing um, historical kind of Chinese entry into um, Coast Salish territory. Oh, what? That um, the Squamish people, because of my Squamish friend, mm-hmm. uh, Mandy Nahaney, speaks of this so highly, <laughs> so happy about this history. And when she told me that um, this, the Chinese people were here when they're working on the railroad, right? Yeah, right. Uh, but they really helped, uh, you know, uh, the Squamish people and Native people in commerce and, and oh, wow. trade and helping one another. With, Amazing. Yeah. So there's a big history that you should interview Mandy Nahaney next time. Right? All right. Write that down. And, Mandy um, Nahaney. Uh, yeah, the Nahaney's are amazing and helping me decolonize. And uh, there's one um, thing I want to let you know about one of the Nahaney's, Michelle Nahaney, who's a graphic designer. Okay. She's got, uh, She's I think she's doing her master's in SFU, but she's uh, got her... She's kind of ending with her thesis on this board game, a decolonizing board game. Oh, yeah. This came up in our conversations. Right? So I think she's going to premiere <laughs> in uh, January. So another thing to check out. Maybe. Fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Sounds like we'll another guest we'll of the show. I know, totally. Maybe Jeez. we'll see you there. You can try out the board game. If yeah, you totally. Yeah, Do yeah. like a, a podcast of the board game. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just play it and you'll have dice rolling and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. I think we should totally do that. We should do and that. Yeah, invite some more people to play. Yeah, to have like a group yeah. podcast episode for sure. It comes out in January, you said? I think, yeah, she's uh, releasing it then. So. Right, just making a note of it. Yeah. That is awesome. Cool. Awesome. Great. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so welcome. much. This was so fun. You made our yeah. annual holiday special. <laughs> yes. So memorable. Super informative. You raised a lot of awareness, and I couldn't thank you more for uh, accepting to be a guest in our podcast. Yeah. So thank you so much. All right. I guess that wraps it up. Then I that guess we'll up. talk to you in the new year. 2018 is going to be the best. All right. Ciao, Dios. Bye bye. Ciao.